Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, boys and girls. It's time for the Coffin Joe cast. The only show where point your didgeridoo is not only encouraged, it's expected. So crack open another BB and throw some shrimp on the Barbie. Welcome to Australia. It's sexy time. G'day and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Killer Wilbar. And I'm Joel. And it's just us two this week. Unfortunately, Travis had to pull out. He's, uh, <laughs> yes, he had to uh, cancel at the last minute, we'll call it that way. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, work got in his way, so we understand that. <laughs> So, um, Sounded like he was making stomach pancakes. <laughs> Undercooked. Well, that's funny because it smells like pancakes in here because Donna is just cooking pancakes for breakfast for herself. So That's ironic. <laughs> so this room just smells of pancakes. <laughs> uh, not my kind, though. No. So, well, we're going to be struggling to find something to talk about as we're talking, well, not really talking off air. We couldn't even think that what to talk about before we started so be interesting show we do have a couple of voicemails and uh yeah that's about it we don't have any emails so to contact us but it, you just go yeah there you go cop and joecast at gmail.com that's our email and uh you can call the voicemail line as slacker did uh it's 661-434-5956 661-434-kwjo <coughs> or you can record on your voice uh, recording app on your phone and email it to us, as did Nen. So, very simple. All right, we'll get to them a little later. Uh, other than that, uh, we sort of let the cat out of the bag last week about the new project coming up that Justin's doing. He hasn't even mentioned on his show, but anyway. Nope. So that's <laughs> that's progressing along well. Uh the, the K-Pant show's on there now, on the uh, Podcast Collective, and we have a Facebook page, so make sure you go search for the Podcast Collective on Facebook and like that page, and you'll be kept up to date with uh, all the information going on, and you'll probably find out that when it goes live through the Facebook page. Yeah, so Justin's doing a great job there. Uh, he's doing a great job with us on the Coffin Joe cast. He's fixed up, fixed up <coughs> our, our website, and... Uh, Got the new feed set up. He he actually uploaded the show from last week for me because yep. I couldn't work it out. I have to get uh, some some help with that to work out how to do it. So, well, I'll talk to him sometime this week and he can run me through it. I'm pretty sure it's simple. It's just I just need a little guidance, and that's working fine then. Uh, well, I was a big man in the podcast world, or things like that but Justin's giving me a run for my money <laughs> that dude man family of three job that takes him all over and yet he still finds time to tweak the site and do all kinds of stuff so yeah kudos so uh wish I could have that uh that motivation or that energy to do something like that but no uh, I have no patience for dealing with uh programming or all that sort of stuff so that's why I try to keep the show simple, less editing as possible, and uh, easiest way to upload it. So I even hate writing the show notes, as some might have seen <laughs> a couple of times in the show notes. This this person was on, that's it. I hate writing these things. Here's our contact info. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It always it always seems like, though, I mean, this show is more like a podcasting show for podcasters, mm. like for people that either strictly just listen to hear what's going on in, in the world of podcasting or that are, you know, podcasters themselves and just want something kind of laid back and it works out nice. Yeah. But I, I can't remember what was talked about on the show. So when I go to write the show notes, I go, what, shit, what did we say? Oh, well. <laughs> you should just wait until I get them up on TalkShoe mm, and steal just... mine, but I guess you can't. Yeah. And I'm not going to be writing down little notes as I'm recording because that'll take my attention away and 
anyway. Multitasking. Got to get you to multitask. Yeah, I'm not that good at multi multitasking. So anyway, uh, Lilu Dallas multitask. I don't know how many people actually read the show description, other than like who was on. So that's all you really need to know who the third co-host is for the week, and you work it out from there. So yeah, I guess so. That's true. So you've been a busy boy. You've been telling me. Yeah, this, this, uh, I mean, the weeks are kind of busy anyway. I mean, you know, when you have kids and job and all that stuff, it tends to keep you on your toes. But Thursday night was the, the fine arts fest for the kids' school, which basically means that at the, the high school that's affiliated with the grade school, they get all the surrounding schools that are in the, that are in all tied together to come with the bands and they'll all get together and play music like the wind ensemble and the strings and the, you know, the, the brass and they'll break them out into sections and spend like half the day, uh, working on separate pieces. And then, you know, for about an hour, they'll perform them with guest directors from around the area and the art that's made by the kids during the year is put up on display as well. And it's, it's kind of a, uh, semi-casual, semi-formal kind of night where everybody gets together and kind of enjoys the 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 fruits of everyone's labor. Because having kids that play instruments is intensive, time intensive, and everything. So it's a nice way to kind of pay that off. And then Friday was um, parent-teacher conferences, which you know that twice a year you got to go in and sit with the the various teachers and talk about how your kids are doing, which it's a little bit stressful because you're not always 100% sure what they're going to say. <laughs> but I, I always get pretty positive feedback, you know, about you got good kids. They do what they're supposed to and um, they're, they're, they hold their own. I mean, they're not maybe the uh, absolute top of the class, but they're also not dead last. They're kind of above average, but not in the middle. So I can't complain. But um, today, aside from recording two separate shows, the rest of the day, the past like six hours has been spent on science projects and they're having a science fair on Wednesday. Now, this is something I thought would be a nice little segue here, but um, the kids, Juliana is doing one on um, if can you clean a penny with various types of cleaning stuff like uh, dishwasher detergent, hand soap and like... Um, like dish soap that you use in the sink. And then Isaiah was a little bit more abstract with his, and he was doing one as to if dogs can read signs. So he created the same word on each sign in different colors that said sit. And he got our two dogs who are one's two, almost three, the other one's five boy and girl and seeing if they would respond and um, to say the results were interesting, to say the least. <laughs> but he had fun with it. So, you know, did you ever have that? I mean, I assume that science fairs are over there in, in Australia. But, I mean, is that something you participated in as a kid? No, we never had a science fair. Uh, in year seven, we did have to do a science project. But uh, at that time it was happening, I actually was off school because I had uh, my appendix removed. So I was off were recovering at home after my operation and then um I couldn't really do any extraneous like do any extraneous and what I wanted to do involved tools I was, I was making basically a, a wind um speed like you know with the cups on the side and it spins and you measure the, the rate of the wind whatever it's called yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> I'd done a crappy one of them in a rush job at the end so but yeah I'm can't remember our school ever having a proper science fair. I think we just had, uh, in each class, you had to produce some sort of a science project. So that was only once when I was in Year 7, you know, first year of high school. So I'm not sure, like, maybe some of these uh, other you know, private schools and stuff like that, they might do it, but I never went to private school, so I don't know. But yeah, that's about the closest so, I've got. So. so that was never really a thing then, huh? Not really. I mean, is that something that exists over there, though? It just wasn't in your school. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it should exist somewhere, but uh, I've never seen it, and well, I don't have kids, or so. Not that I remember, and none of my brothers did it. No, so 
and I'm not sure about tomorrow, but yeah, that little brat. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, she's causing <laughs> dramas down there. So, anyway, what can you do? Interesting. I mean, because I, as a kid, I, I mean, I remember having science projects, but like an actual science fair, I don't. I think maybe once in grade school we did it one time, maybe, maybe, and even then I'm I'm trying to remember what I, I would have done because of course in all the movies you see like the the uh, the volcano you know yeah. the hydrogen peroxide volcano or whatever and and or robots seems to be the thing that they always do in the the movies but yeah I don't I think one time I, and I'm racking my brain to try and remember what the heck it would have been but yeah wait you said. You started high school in grade seven? Yes, we've been through this. Uh, yeah, you guys do school weird, though, yeah, I guess. I forgot sure. about that. Yeah, as I said, you go start infant school, kindergarten. Infant school is kindergarten, year one, and year two. Then you go into primary school, which is uh, on the same property, like, and you go from year three to year six. And then you leave that school and go to a high school from year seven to year 12. Or year 10, as I went to. Because uh, you're, once you're 15, you're, you're legally allowed to leave school, and that usually coincides about year 10. So you just do what they call a school certificate at the end of year 10. And then if you go on for year 11 and year 12, you do the high school certificate. And then most people who go to year 12 usually go on to university. Right. So some do, some don't, but... Back when I was at school, uh, if you wanted to do a trade, uh, you left in year 10 and got an apprenticeship, which I did. But I think it was not long after that, maybe the next year or the year after that, they um, they uh, pushed kids to stay through to year 12 and then go and get an apprenticeship, So, which I think was a bit silly in a way because I've had, when I was at, at my TAFE, I had people who went to year 12, so they were two years older than me but they're living on a, an apprentice wage. So they're older and earning less money. They're earning the same money as I was at a 16-year-old. So they're 18. So, so yeah, and with apprentice wages, it goes up every year. Like you start on, like, I think $160 a week I was earning my first year, and then it goes to, like, 200-something, you know, and increases and increases till you complete your apprenticeship and then you're on your full wage. So they always would be two years behind, so... And as you know, as you get older, you want to go out and party more. Like, it was all right for me right. at 16. You know, I wasn't old enough to go out and drink. I was still living at the parents' place. So I didn't have to pay a, a, a rent or a board till um, I had first year free. And then second year, it was so much, you know, cheap. And then it went up from there. And it went up pretty quick when I turned 18 because I'd go out and spend a lot of my money. And mum would go, I'm sick of seeing you spend all your money. That's it. You're... <laughs> Your rent's going up. <laughs> right. All right, thanks, Ma. And then what happened, I moved out, and when I moved back, she doubled it. <laughs> she goes, I told you not to move out. I'm like, glad I wanted to. All right, if you're coming back, the rent's double. So. Well, that makes me, I mean, I guess, since everything's just a little different, but a lot the same, I mean, is there like a cap on the wages you can earn then based on seniority, or does it, I mean... Mm, not really. I mean, a boss can pay anything he wants, really. There's always a minimum wage you have to be paid. Right. At, yeah. There's, like, there's the set minimum wage for each apprentice. Like, some apprentices will earn more money. If you're an electrician, you earn more money because it's more more technical, maybe. Right. Cool. You know what I mean? There's more involved in it. And uh, electricians probably get a little more as in danger money because you're mucking around with electricity. And same, like, plumbers earn more. So it depends on what trade you do, and but there's always a minimum you have to pay your apprentice, and there's once you're tradesman, it's a minimum. And then there's a basic ma uh, minimum wage for any worker in Australia. So any job you go to, you'll earn that basic minimum. So I'm lucky where I work, I'm above the minimum wage, so I get a little extra. Which I would I, hope so, after all the years you put in. Well... At this job, I've only been there, what, coming up three years now. And, uh, but yeah, I, as soon as I started, I was earning well and truly above the minimum wage. Well, when I say well and truly, it's not that much more, but it's, it's still the most I've ever earned in any company I've worked for. So, 
even at the last company, I was above minimum, but not that much. And uh, always asked for a pay rise, never got it. And I did a lot of the work there, but he was just a tight ass of a boss. <laughs> but here, when I, I started, the the manager goes, yeah, well, I'm going to put you on this. And he goes, it goes up. So if the minimum wage goes up, my pay will go up as well. You, you know, just whatever percentage the minimum goes up, mine goes up. So it's pretty good. And uh, I can tell you, I earn it. Like this week. We, um, well, no kidding. I um, Yeah, Monday I, I had to go in and the plan was I, what am I going to do? We're going to load up this load uh, and send it off to Punchbowl and I was going to go with Paul and then come back and then some Paul off to pick up some timber boxes because we outsource them. But I got into work and plans had changed. The company of Punchbowl ordered three more so I had to rush and put plastic lining in them because my friend Richie's on holidays, who usually does that job. So I rushed to get that done. And then we couldn't go to Punchbowl till 1 o'clock, so instead we went over and picked up these timber coffins, and we had to check them, because we got some damaged ones a while back, and uh, they were saying we damaged them, and they weren't, because they come wrapped in cardboard already. So the plan was to bring it back to work and check them. And then we got there, and the, the people say, no, if you take them off site, we're not we're not taking them back if they're damaged. So I had to check them over there. So yeah, we start. They get bring them out, unload one. We cut it open, and the guy goes, "I'm going to morning tea now." I said, "No, you're not. We've got to get these on." And he just walks off. I oh, dear God. So I'm like, talk, turn to Paul and go, "What are we going to do?" We go, "We've got to wait 15 minutes." We go, "Might as well just start checking them ourselves." So we cut them open, check them over, rewrap them. And that's all good. We we load them into the van and uh, carry them, drive it back, unload that. And by that time, my back was already sore. So then we had to load up the punch bowl job. What was it 23? We had to load up. So squeeze that in the van. Uh, go uh, go deliver them and unload them. And oh yeah, that's it's a pain in the ass because where we unload, it's we've got to park out in the back lane and walk under the carport, in through a narrow door, down, you know. So I'm walking backwards constantly, so my back is killing me. I'm, we're halfway through unloading, and I'm, like, just in agony. And, yeah. and we're, we're trying to get it done as quickly as we can and get back to the factory, and um, right in the middle of it, the um, meat wagon shows up, the people that deliver the bodies. <laughs> it's called a meat wagon. We call it meat wagons. No, I know. They call it that here, too. Yeah, <laughs> it just so. threw me off. And they go, oh, oh can we get in? Uh, we, we won't be long. And me and Paul look at each other and go, yeah, just do it. Just get it done. Because give us a break for five. Well, it took them about 15 minutes. They reckon it was only going to be five minutes. And I'm just looking at Paul going, fuck me, Dad. Nothing ever goes right for us, does it? You know? So, yeah, so we, we get all that done and then we drive them back. And, of course, traffic starts building up about that time in the afternoon. So we're stuck in traffic. And I got back to work just in time to start packing up, like, you know, wash up and clean up and, and shut the factory. Because I had to, um, I had to lock the factory up that day because the former went home sick with the flu. Um, the two I see, my mate, he's um, he had to leave early, so I'm the one that's uh, next in line to uh, take care of like locking up and making sure everything's shut up and everything's turned off. So yeah, wonderful day, uh, Monday, and then I come in Tuesday and my I, I was sore Monday night. I I couldn't even move when I was at home. I got up Tuesday and I was even worse. I like, don't need this. So still had to go in and do my job and the foreman was off Tuesday again because he still had the flu and so I'm taking care of whatever he would have normally done plus what I got to do. And uh, So come Wednesday, I'm like, it was, I was in agony. And Thursday and then Friday, the pain had got that bad, it was shooting down my leg. So I usually knock off uh, 1 o'clock, I leave work on a Friday. We get early mark on Fridays. I... um. I turned and I said to the boss, I'm like, look, I'm going to leave early today, probably an hour and a half, two hours early. I'm in a lot of pain. And he goes, yeah, fair enough. I said, I'll get done what I need to get done. And then I'm going. And he goes, yeah, that's that's fair enough. So he understood, you know, because he knows how much I've been doing. So that was all right. So, yeah, but Friday I was I was in bed early, not a little sleepy. I just needed to lay down and rest. So... I forget how long I was in. I slept more than twelve hours on Friday night. So, jeez. Oh yeah, I couldn't move, and I didn't get out of bed. I just laid in bed yesterday morning till till 
till the the body goes. You need to go to the toilet. <laughs> that's what usually gets that's, me out of the bed. <laughs> you got a piece. That's two nights of sleep right there, yeah, Nelly. Pretty much. So, yeah. And even yesterday afternoon, I was just in pain. I'm in pain this morning. A little bit better, but yeah. Well, I was looking at minimum wage uh, to backtrack at for a second, and the minimum wage here in Illinois is, is currently eight twenty five an hour. Uh, U.S. dollars, of course, uh, none of that fifteen dollars thing. Um, but I went to the minimum wage in Australia, mm-hmm. and it's confusing. <laughs> There's like no one answer. It's like depending on your age and all this other stuff. That first, second, third year, it, it varies from like six thirty six for under sixteen to seventeen bucks almost an yeah. hour. Yeah. Minimum wage is just over $17 an hour for a regular adult in just a regular job sort of thing. So, And they're, they're crying out for it to be raised. What? Yeah. Was, does the cost of living there that much more? I mean, yeah, remember? Yes, it is. That's the, that's I mean, the difference. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's the thing. The cost of living is really high. That's why you know, Sydney's really expensive. But, but yeah, that's the... I know it sounds like you earn like less over there but you a lot of things are cheaper too so plus well you have the tipping system you know in in restaurants and in in cab you know in, in service industries you have you know you're supposed to tip here at tipping's not you know you don't usually tip even though there are tip jars around and some people really want tips and I'm like why well, you'd be lucky to get a tip anyway and you just give me shit service to start with so <laughs> screw you <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like I'll tip a taxi driver. I'll just round up, you know. So if it's eighteen dollars, I'll just give him twenty and say keep the change, mate. But, but it's not uh, it's not a requirement to tip down here. But yeah, what they don't do gratuity like if you have a party of eight or more or whatever. Nope, none of that. It's all voluntary. Huh. So, but usually if I go to a restaurant, you always leave a tip, right? You know, well, you hope so. Yeah, well, when we went to Outback for my birthday last year, she was a really good waitress. And uh, I made sure she got a tip. So, uh, Interesting. I, I don't get tipped. Oh, thank you for delivering my coffin. Here's $5. <laughs> right. Well, it's it fascinates me some of the other the ways that those types of things are handled around the world because some of it makes more sense than it does here. But like my sister over in Japan, I found out that in order to get an apartment or to rent an apartment or a house, uh, it's all up to if your boss gives a landlord some sort of documentation and recommendation that A, that you have a job and B, that you will have the job long enough to be able to pay that year's worth of rent. And if you don't get that documentation... Either A, they won't rent to you or they don't have to, or uh, in some cases, they'll ask you for the entire year's rent up front. Otherwise, they won't let you rent the place. So it's tied into your job directly. Like if, if your job doesn't give you the A-OK, then yeah, sorry, you don't have a place to live. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense for everybody involved, though, because you've got kind of job security as long as you don't do something drastic. You've got a place that's got, you've got a, basically a, an automatic backer. So you don't necessarily have to have, you know, great credit or whatever. And uh, your landlord also gets the guarantee that you've got the job kind of backing you up. So it makes a lot of sense, but it's also a pain in the ass right here. Yeah, it would be a pain, but yeah, it, would, it seems to work for all parties, sort of. Right. Yeah. It makes some, It makes sense in some ways. I mean, every every system has its flaws, but... Um, I just, I actually just found that out recently. So ties in nicely with what we were talking about. Uh, yeah, well, man, we down here, we just put in an application and you put in where you, the last two places you lived and how long and how long you've been working. And, uh, it's, you know, usually we're doing it for a real estate agent and they just pass on your applications to the landlord and it's up to the landlord to say, yeah, well, I, I like the look of these people just for, you know, on paper. And I'm pretty sure the the real estate agent would give them like, yeah, this person come in, they look, you know, they're well-dressed, they'll, you know, they look all right, they don't seem like they're going to wreck the joint, and, yeah, it's just... <laughs> so. Right. So, it's, it's hit and miss that's, down here sometimes. So. That's the same way here, though. 
for sure. But yeah, and here in Sydney, the, the, the rental market, I mean, that's why it rents so high. It's just a lot of people are trying to get these places. So if you go put an application in some of these places, there could be up to 50 different people applying. And so, <laughs> so and a lot of the times people are offered to pay more rent in more in the inner city suburbs, you know. But yeah, it's a it's a pain in the ass down here sometimes too. You're like, we're you know we're good people, like, but because so many people have have applied for it, yeah, <laughs> they probably just take a dart <laughs> to a dartboard and go, oh, there, that one will do. They look the same to me. But it depends, like, when we were looking for a house back what, last year, we were going to put applications in, but some of the houses weren't that that great. Right. So we wanted we wanted out of here because we want a house. We just want our own little personal space and want a backyard and, and that sort of stuff. But for our price range, the houses we're looking at, I was like, nah. So, uh, well, we might be looking again later on this year. But, the way things are financially, we're just sort of stuck here. As I was mentioning, which I'm not going to mention on here, what happened a couple of weeks ago to Donna, and uh, so we're sort of behind financially. Well, we're always behind every right. week. Every week we're behind. It's just, as I said, it's, it's a struggle, you know. And uh, it's going to be interesting come a little later on because Donna goes on placement for six weeks, I think, um, and she doesn't get paid. It's like an internship. It's all part of a university, so going to be living off That's my rough. brain. Yeah, so it's going to be a tight, tight few weeks. So might, I might be sharing the cat food with the cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. We're not going to starve the cats. <laughs> uh, he doesn't eat much. Uh, I don't mean the cats. I mean you. No, I don't eat that much anyway. So. Um, well, I thought of something else, actually. You know, on Monday, um, and I, I'm I'm sure you've done the same thing, but I decided that, uh, well, I'd taken it off like a, a while ago, and I'd forgotten I'd asked for it, and I realized I had Monday off uh, at the end of the week because I was looking ahead to see what my schedule was so I could jot it down, uh, you know, because we have breaks and lunches and everything, and I realized I had it off. So I was like, what the hell? I'll take my day off. So I spent the entire day at home just taking a mental health day because I spent the weekend getting the last of the cleaning done around the house so that the whole place was clean finally, minus the basement and well, and the garage. But those don't count. So I literally spent the entire day on Monday watching movies, just sitting down and just taking a you know, mental health day, so to speak. And it was nice. I haven't done that. I mean, unless I was sick, I haven't really done that in a while. And um I saw Pee-wee's Big Holiday, which was fantastic. I've watched it a second time now. I watched um, Hitman or Agent 47, you know, the Hitman movie mm-hmm. that came out recently, which I swear part of that took place in Australia because I thought I saw the Opera House, but I can't seem to find any backup on the online anywhere of that. Um, I watched, let me see here. I, know, I lost my notes that I had just written down when you were explaining that. Um, Tremors 5, a movie called Old 37 with uh, Kane Hodder and Bill Mosley about two serial killers that pose as ambulance drivers. Um, FDR, American Badass, which was hilarious. He Never Died with Henry Rollins, where he plays Kane, as in Kane and Abel from the Bible, yeah. um, which was fantastic. And then... To top it all off, I watched The Hateful Eight, the Quentin Tarantino film, which... No, is that good? Uh, is, uh, uh, I, I need to get that. I I loved it. It's one of those things where I think if you had the option to see it in the theater, it, it would have been better that way. But, um, you know, that, that moment has passed. But uh, it, it's kind of like if you took Seven Brides for Seven Brothers... And you smashed it up with Reservoir Dogs and a little bit of um, Pulp Fiction, and that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you post you were watching that, and I'm like, oh, shit, I've got to obtain that now. I think it's out now. I can obtain a good copy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It came out on Blu-ray, 
uh, week before last. There it is. Well, know what I'll be doing later today. <laughs> it's like three hours, but it's worth it. Mm. It's it's. I mean, all the movies I watched actually were were really good. I mean, old old thirty seven was uh, not fantastic, but everything else I saw was was good. And it just at the end of the day, I felt like just. It was nice, you know, to be able to take that time and just kind of do what you love doing and not have any other responsibilities. So. Yeah. All right. I finished off Daredevil yesterday. Oh, I'm still, I'm only on episode, um, be starting episode six here, either tonight or tomorrow, I'm hoping. Oh, you're in for some fun. It gets good. It gets better than it already has been? Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely. Man. That's all I'll say. You can't go into it. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I mean, after this stairwell fight, I didn't think they could top that this season. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, see, the, the problem is, is that I set myself up with, I'm very OCD, and, and, and I got into a rhythm where every time I watch an episode of Daredevil, I the next thing I watch is an episode of The X-Files from season one, so I can kind of temper them. Yeah, balance them out. Right. And and it's like now I've got to do it, and so I, if even though I want to kind of binge the rest of the episodes, I I'm not allowing myself to, <laughs> and it's frustrating because I want to get to this because my my best friend Matt was telling me he's like where are you at in the series and we were talking about it and he was just freaking out because he's he's messaging me during all the episodes <laughs> and uh, he's like because he used to he and I used to go to comic conventions together back when we collected we collected at the same time and so we were both reading it at the same time and he's like, dude, you need to see this. It's so good. And he was freaking out. So, yeah, I, I couldn't watch it all in one hit. I, I got to a point where I, I stopped and didn't watch it for a week and like, it just gets that intense. So the show and just watching it, you just get so like, Oh God, and the, you know, you watch it one after the other. You don't take them all in really. You know what I mean? Right. You, you don't have time to let the, it gel in your mind and, and, know what you just saw and uh, yeah I, I took a break for a week week and a half and then watched one or two and then I left myself with well I had three to go and I started on Friday when I come home early but then Donna got home and I was halfway through the second last and I, I stopped it because well Donna hasn't seen it and uh, I don't want to sit there and start explaining what's going on <laughs> right so I stopped it and I watched the the last episode and the, the the half I missed of the second last yesterday. So, yep, they're doing good. Can't wait till well next year now, isn't it? We'll have to wait another year. Yeah, they've they've been good about staying on schedule with that. Luckily, so that's that's good. And then the other Jessica Jones was fantastic, and that'll be back. And then Luke Cage. But um, I was just reading. Well, first of all, they posted the first official stuff from Doctor Strange, which was another favorite of mine. And that looks like it's going to be pretty awesome. And Cloak and Dagger, which was one that I read that I liked, but was never like a personal favorite. I know Slacker's a big fan. <clears throat> and I always enjoyed it. It was I collected it, but it wasn't like my favorite characters. And that is being made into a series. But somehow neither Netflix or the theaters are getting it. It's going to uh, some sort of subsidiary of ABC, which I'm trying to think which channel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on, but it's it's the series is is kind of dark and it fits better with the Netflix stuff except there's more superpowers involved sort of it's hard to explain but I'm concerned I'm a little concerned because if you don't have that that HBO kind of attitude or Showtime attitude you're it's I don't think they can pull it off so oh well (laughs) shall see we'll see yes all right. Voicemails? I was about to say, speaking of Slacker, we have a voicemail from Slacker. Here it is. I don't know if you'll hear it. I, uh, yeah, I heard the intro. Oh, excellent. Then you'll be able to hear Nans, because you probably ought to heard this one, but yeah, here's Slacker. Hey, guys. It's Slacker. I just want to say thank you for another wonderfully funny, awesome episode of the Coffin Joe cast. And your co-host, your cousin Samantha, is funny as hell. You have to have her back on. Now, all that's out of the way, i got to ask you a question. What the hell is wrong with you people putting beets on a fucking hamburger? 
with no cheese. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I can't, I'm driving along <laughs> trying to wrap my brain around this. You got a burger, and you got the option of cheese, but no, let's put beets on. Beets. I, I don't get it. It's a beet. I'm sorry, it's a bait road. No, you don't put a bait road on a fucking hamburger. What the hell's wrong with you people? God! No wonder everything down there is trying to kill you. The, the fucking animal population is like, Jesus, they're putting beets on hamburgers. They must want to die. Let's help them along. Oh, my God, guys. I'm sorry. I, I, I will say this, Killa. I hope to one day possibly travel the world and come down there and meet you. But unlike Joe, I will not try a bait root hamburger. I just can't do it. It, it just, ugh. Sorry, man. Love you guys. Take it easy. Bye. Ah, <laughs> uh, slacker. You don't know what you're missing out on, mate. Can't knock it till you try it. And, well, I, do, and I think that... I do oh, put cheese. Ahead. I do put cheese on mine. So. I, I think the part that he's missing out on, though, that, that you kind of clarified to me was that and I think I was on the show too, is that it's not like here where it's a, uh, the beats that we have. It's, it's a, it's different. It's not like, cause here canned beets is, you know, it's, it's a deep purple and it's kind of Swedish and Swedish, not like Swedish, this. but sweet ish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not Swedish. Um, and it's, it's more like, uh, not like candied, but you know, it's, it's, it's not what I imagine you guys are putting on there. For some reason, in my mind, what I'm imagining you guys doing is is a bit more akin to like a potato, but with yeah. more of a sweet flavor to it. Yes, pretty much so. Uh, so yes, and I've never heard him that jazzed up though before. Well, I wonder how jazzed up he's going to be because he's in watching our uh, Superman versus Batman right now. I saw it on Facebook. So <laughs> from what I heard, that movie's not that great. But I've heard con- conflicting people say, yeah, it was all right. And anyway, we'll find out well, for a later. <laughs> Kevin Smith, you know, I mean, he, he, he recanted his original statements about it. So yeah, I, know. I uh, the kids are wanting to see it. But after what I've heard about it, I'm really hesitant until after I've I've seen it myself. Um, and I, I still am debating whether I even want to spend the money to go to the theater because it sounds like it could be a bit of a train wreck. And I'm a little hesitant. <laughs> So yeah, well, from people I trust, I don't think it's that great. It has great moments in it, but overall, it it wasn't that great. And they reckon that um, Ben Affleck is probably the best part of it, and he's probably the best Batman. So ever from style whatever. over substance. Yes. So I will see. I'll have to wait for a decent copy. I'm not going to get a cam copy of that. No, thank you. Right. Well, and I think. Um, it's one of those things where, it, it, at least in with me, with having the setup I've got, it'll translate okay to the, you know, to my my TV. But I don't know. I may wait until it's the cheaper the cheaper seats and go see it before it leaves the theaters that way. But that voicemail, I swear to God, he must have been channeling his Nenim loss because yes, he was pretty <laughs> pretty unhappy. As I said, don't knock it till you try it. And I, I'll throw pineapple in there with that, you know, get some beets or beetroot on there, pineapple, cheese, barbecue sauce. Yeah. If you really want to go all out, you go for the bacon as well, but I'm not a big bacon fan. So, You're going to get him to call back again yeah, well, with all of that. I'm trying. So. <laughs> all right, we've got one from Nen. I have not Speaking heard this. Up. Yes, this just showed up in the email box this morning. It's uh, been recorded on his phone, well. And I have not heard it, so let's see how angry Nen is. <laughs> Hello, guys. Listen to me. I'm using my fancy voice recording app that came pre-installed on my fancy smartphone. Um, just listen, listening to episode number 98 with uh, Schweineins. God, I miss John. Uh, Joel's talking about my health, my anger issues, and uh, offhandedly comments about dying from an aneurysm. Um, ironically about that, that's how my father passed. Um, but he wasn't asleep. He didn't die because he was pissed off. He just had a blood vessel burst in the the back of his brain. But I thought that was kind of funny 
coming from you, talking about me, not knowing the situation that I've already been through. No, I don't want to have an aneurysm. My dad died at 45. I'd like to make it past that. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm taking it easy. I'm trying not to be as uh, pissed off and ranty as I used to be. I'm trying to keep it in check. I am on prescription medication, so it doesn't get out of hand too often. But when it does, I'll make sure to give you guys a call. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to shut up because I never know how to end a voicemail. Thanks, Nan. Oh, man. I am sorry. I. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I sincerely apologize. Uh, something you didn't know about. It's not. I mean, I don't think Nan's too upset. He was just, like, you know, letting you know. And it, yeah, I, but I just like I can't even I can't even fathom that. I mean, my both my sets of parents, my my biological and my adopted, are are well past that age, and that that's close to my age and your age now. And so, just mm-hmm. to think about being in that position, just um, I mean, that just hits home. So, I, I I appreciate you not being upset about it, but again, my apologies on that. That's. It happens, so... Yeah, and, and just keep keep up the good fight, mate. You know? If you ever need a talk, we're always here for you, mate. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. The whole podcast community. I mean, us specifically, but... Yeah. If you feel like you're getting a bit angry and just want to... Just type out a message to get it off your chest or something. Doesn't matter. You know? You've got my Facebook. Uh, I don't know if you've got my mobile number. I think I shared it with you. Uh, but yeah, so hey, absolutely, isn't that funny? Absolutely. We had Slacker doing the rant, and, and then not, and you know, both these voicemails come in at one minute twenty-one exactly for both. <laughs> yeah, I find that ironic. Wow, define irony, yeah, at its purest, right there. Well, not irony, but yeah. well, I guess so. I don't know. It's like rain on your wedding day. Can't think of another line from the song. So. <laughs> it's like a free ride when you've already paid. paid. Uh, yep. Yeah, all right. So it's, it figures. It figures. Wouldn't you? Not, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you guess? It figures. So uh, yeah, I saw her live. Did you? I don't yeah, mind I did. A bit of, I used to listen to that album. I didn't mind it. So I I was a huge Alanis fan. I I um I even got the the two albums before when she was in Canada, but when she was still more like a Tiffany type singer, the mall tour kind of singer back in the day on the, you can't do this on television era. And, um, I, up until like, I don't know, her fourth or fifth American album, I, I, I bought them all and was a fan, my sister's fan, my mom's fan. And I always, I always liked her and, and seeing her live was, she was interesting to say the least. It was a good show, but she was, uh, she was definitely a unique, a unique talent. Yeah, and she's God as well. <laughs> she was great in that part. Yeah, I know. She was so cute. Uh, I was going to bring up something now. I've lost my train of thought. Uh, but that's just Alanis Morissette is God. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. No, before that, I was thinking dogma. of something else. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I know Dogma. <laughs> Donna's favorite movie. Not. Well, she denies it. She get, I go, oh, you don't like Dogma? That's not that I don't like it. I've just seen it too many times because Simon used to play it all the time. I'm like, well, fair enough. It's a good movie. Uh, well, I'm hoping, Kevin, well, hoping the Yoga Hoses movie comes out soon too. Uh, yeah, I've been hearing about it. I even heard, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me, that it's um, being screened yet, I don't think, but I know that it's completed and they're working on the festivals I think are coming up or something like that. It's been played at Sundance earlier. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. They took it to Sundance. Yeah. I haven't heard too much from uh, listening to him on his podcast saying when it's coming. So let's wait and see. It's, that's crazy that some of those movies like that, like um, 31, the new Rob Zombie film was screened at, at Sundance and, uh, um, it, it lost its distribution and it just now got picked up again and it's coming out in September. But it's like, it's crazy to think that the movies are done that long ago and take that long to come out. It's kind of frustrating, but I guess it builds anticipation. Yes. 
And uh, like if it gets screened here in Australia, it's usually just two showings at a indie theatre somewhere. That's what happened with uh, his last movie, Tusk. They only had two screenings of it. And you know, I couldn't get to it at the times that were on, and it was too far to travel. So, and then you mean like two, like two showings, period, like Bad. one, two, done, one, two, done. So what? Yeah, which is unusual because Kevin Smith's got a good following down here. Like he sells out his shows every time he comes here. So I thought you meant like two, th- like only two theaters are playing it. No, no, no. You're like literally saying there's a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock, and then it's gone. Yep, pretty much. I- Maybe it might have been more, but there was one theatre that only played it twice, and I think it might have been on in another theatre. So there might have been just four showings, like at two different theatres. So, Damn, that's insane. Well, that was just the way it worked. The, the international dis- distribution decided on that because he sold it off to one company that distributed it around the world and had different distributors in America. So, yeah, it's a pain for me. Like, I want to go support him, you know, do the right thing, you know. He's one of my favourite right. film directors, film writers and that, and, you know. Instead of doing the uh, the old obtaining thing, I'd rather go out and you know spend the money where you want people to get the money, sort of you know the the artists you like. And they made it difficult for me. So what do you think I'm going to do? Well, you don't have much of a choice in some cases like that. But I mean, he's one of those guys. He's another one of those um, rare talents out there that seems to have his fingers in all sorts of different areas. But from my experiences, and I know it's kind of an unpopular opinion amongst some of our peers, but I think the guy's putting out quality stuff and he's got a lot to say and a lot of talent, whether it's always meaningful, doesn't matter. It's always entertaining, yeah. whether it's the live shows, the podcasts, the I mean, the comic book men show that he's he does. It's, I'd love all the movies. I mean, and I'd love to see him do more stuff like Red State. Yeah, but he got put off by Red State, just how it. It panned out, and so. But yeah, he he's at the point now where he goes. I don't care what people say. I'm doing what I I enjoy doing, and I know I've got a small following, but a small loyal following, and I'll just keep writing movies that I want to write and make, and uh, and put them out. He goes long, you know. He keeps the budget small. It makes its money back. You know, he gets his investors their money back, and then you know he makes a little bit of money on the side, and he's he's all happy and. And he keeps his fans happy. Um, he actually um, directed a, a episode of The Flash recently. Yep. So that comes out in a couple of weeks, end of May, I think. So looking forward to that. And he's being told he's invited back for uh, the next season to come direct a couple of episodes. So, yeah. So, I mean, Kevin Smith's got his haters, but he's definitely got a lot of, a lot of followers who, you know, very loyal fans. So. Yeah, I mean, anybody who can have the career that he's had, to me, I, I respect that just alone based on, you know, this one little movie that he literally put everything he had into that hit the right niche at the right time with the right people. <clears throat> and, I mean, it literally just carried him through until the next project and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and uh I mean, think of all the people that spun out from that that have become famous or popular or whatever. And I mean, he's written comic books, he's written book books and yeah. movies and podcasts. And I mean, literally, there's no end to what he seems to be able to do if he puts his mind to it. And that just impresses the hell out of me. Well, I know a lot of podcasters don't like him because he acts like he invented podcasting, but he never admits, he never says he did. He just says he just jumped on right at the right time. And I understand there were people doing it beforehand, but all he's done is help promote podcasts. And he always, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> uh, he always tells people in his audiences, start a podcast. You you know, get your voice recorded. Then you've got like a, a memory there. You know, you've got, you know, some sort of a record what was going on in your life at the time. Or so he's you know he's a good podcast promoter. I know you know some people say well you've jumped on the bandwagon and. And because he's making money off it, well, and others aren't, well, sorry, he's got an audience. Right. If you've got an audience. And you, so, and yes, he does a lot of podcasts. I think he does about five. He, he's doing more than you, Joel. <laughs> but, he does keep his, yeah, very busy. You know, I don't listen to all of his. I've got it, my certain ones I like. So I, I just listen to them. And yeah, and like you said, comic book men, like those guys, uh, Walt and um, Brian Flanagan, 
uh, Walt Ming Chen, Brian Johnson, Walt Flanagan, Ming Chen, Ming Chen, Mike Zapsack, Mike Zapsack, yeah, and Mike and, and Jason Mewes sometimes, sometimes, um, yeah, he brought those guys into the you know just because of telling Steve Dave and then that converted into the show Comic Book Man, which I love that show. I mean, I'm making sure I get that every week. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, so and yeah, yeah, so yeah, he really doesn't have that much involvement in you know. He just shows up uh, for what a few days and records the, you know that that part around the table where they're sitting there and he asks them what happened this week and for the rest of the time they're recording Kevin's not there, so yeah, there's been very few episodes where he's actually in the uh, episode itself. Yeah. Uh, only other people really come in. It's like Jason Muse shows up in the shop or his daughter that time. So. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I love that show. I watch I watch every episode that records. I watch it twice before I delete it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it hits that niche market for nerds loving nerdy stuff. I mean, it's not just comic books, but it's pop culture. and Yeah, well, that's why I like it. And because I'm a fan of Tell Em Steve Dave, I like watching these guys on the screen. And so. Yeah. Got off on a tangent there. But yeah, I know. That's the way the show goes. Oh, well, that's, that's how our show works. Uh, Speaking of which, yes, you think it is that time, Joel? I think so. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's that you say? What time is it? Is it really that time again? That's right. Hide your dingoes and watch out for drop bears. It is time for R is for random. Ah. Seem to have something in my throat. Um, <laughs> uh, it's time for RS Random, brought to you by the lovely Maybellina. Uh, thank you for providing us for questions as per the usual. We always appreciate it. Um, first question. If you are in a situation where, you're, where you are very dirty, extremely tired, and very hungry, would you eat, take a nap, or shower first? It's a big question. Uh, if I was really tired... I just sleep, because when I get tired, I just, I couldn't be bothered cooking any, uh, yeah, maybe go for just a quick shower first, depending on how dirty I am, double, if I come home from work covered in crap from work, definitely, but if it was just like, just a normal, like, day where I'm not that dirty or smelly or stinky, and yeah, <laughs> that bed is looking good, more than food, so... Um, well, in, you know, circumstantial, you know. Right. Depending on exactly how. Like, yeah. if you were stinking a crap and we're covered in filth. Yeah. yeah, covered in dust from work. And, yeah, I'd have to because I wouldn't be able to sleep comfortably. So, But you know, there's times where I, I literally just will collapse. I'm that tired. Usually, if I'm, I won't go to bed, I'll sleep in my recliner. So, I'm not, you know, dirtying the sheets. <laughs> right. You know, right. I'll just, just dirtying the recliner. Yeah, you know, just sleep on there. Well, there's a leather. Recliner, I can wipe that down easier than clean sheets. <laughs> True story. Unless you got my dogs that tend to try and make their bed in it and scratch at it before they lay down. I, I hate that leather couch, but it was free, so I can't complain. But uh, I, I would love to go back to a cloth couch someday. Um, for me, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I agree with you on the circumstantial part, but I, I would say probably e e regardless of that, I think... If it was to that point where I was hungry, dirty, and tired, I would eat, probably take a shower, because I've been known to take one, two, up to three showers in a day, depending on the situation. And I would go to bed at the, the regular time. I, I don't I don't nap as a rule. I mean, very, very seldomly do I lay down for any other reason than to go to bed at night. And for me, the logic is, is that if I do that, I'm going to throw off my sleep cycle. And so I'd rather go to bed really tired and maybe maybe a little early or sleep a little later than to mess it up and potentially not be able to sleep at all. So Yeah. That's just how I roll. I'm I'm good for like if I if I eat, I get tired after eating very easily, like very sleepy. So that's why I eat dinner later at night because if I come home and have something to eat early, I'll be tired and I want to sleep. So I try to eat later, but if I'm already tired, I'm too tired to get into the kitchen and cook. Maybe I'll just find something that I can just throw in the microwave or 
we'll just get you know, some bread and have some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. See, I said jelly instead of jam. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll throw some crumpets in the toaster, you know, something <laughs> quick, quick enough. Yeah, well, you know, you know what they are, don't you? Is that a real thing that yeah, you're eating crumpets. over there? Yes. They're the, like a, a bread product that's what, half an inch thick and they've got like little air holes in them and you toast them up and... Yeah. So, uh, I love my crumpet. crumpet. I like crumpet. Yep. And I put the peanut butter and jam on that. Oh, dear God. And lots of butter. Um, that, oh, that sets me to sleep. Like, I, I put so much on it and it just... Oh, your stomach is just so... Oh, full of all the, the oils and the, the sugar. I don't think I've ever, like, seen an actual crumpet. I just looked it up because I whenever about... I hear that phrase, tea and crumpets, I always think of tea and strumpets or I think of, you know, some sort of cookie or something. But it looks more akin to, like, a, like an English muffin. Uh, a bit different. Kind of. We have the English muffins here, too. So, so it you... looks delicious, it, honestly. Oh, it is. Oh, as a kid, it was a treat to get them as we were growing up because you weren't that, you know. Yeah, you went to Wikipedia and saw it? Oh, I just went on uh, Google Image Search and I just looked up crumpets. And there's all these things covered in butter and and it looked just like... Oh, yeah, you just soak them in butter because the butter just soaks into them. Oh, and it drips out the bottom. Oh, yeah. You can have them savory too, like, you, you know. Put some savory Man. stuff on top. Oh, this is so good. All right. I got to write this down on my grocery list because my grocery store I go to has a lot of weird stuff and see if they exist here in any format because I want to try them now. Yeah. They look good. I mean, you, all right. I, you, can, you can just go pure sweet. You know, you just put your you know jelly or jam on there. Go sweet or put honey. They go well with honey. Or you can go the savory route where you, you know, throw some cheese on it. Uh, Whatever else you want to throw with cheese, you know, what what you do is you you cook your crumpet, throw your cheese on, and throw it on the grill for a couple of seconds to get that cheese melting into it. And oh yeah, I'm spilling. I've got no crumpets here at the moment. Gee, I should have bought some the other day. I revoke my giggling because it it, it actually looks like something I would eat if it was they're, in front of me. And they're fluffy and so, not wouldn't call fluffy fluffy, but you know it's yeah, they're not like full thick. Like you see the size of them, they're not. Just solid all through the middle. It's just all aerated inside, and oh yeah, man! Now I want a crumpet. Same here. Oh, <laughs> I, I see a photo. You can put Vegemite on it too. Oi! I don't recommend getting, that. I was going to say now you're getting off off the rails there a little nah, bit. Nah. Um, all right. Well, second question and last question: What is the weirdest website that you ever came across by accident? <laughs> By accident? <laughs> By accident, yes. Not not that you were like, oh, I'm going to do a search for teens on dudes or something, and it was like some weird site. But like, I can't think of one I've seen by accident. So I remember the, the website meatspin.com. <laughs> I, from the guys from over at, I um, uh, can't think of their names now. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we them them they kept saying about meatspin.com so I'm going to see what this is oh dear god <laughs> but then I um I, I um showed a couple of friends go oh, you got to check this website out and I just turned my head as it come on and waited for him to work out what's going on the countdown and like see how long it'll say stop man that's the closest to one uh yeah so then in that case, I guess, if I was to tell you to go check out Tub Girl, Goatsy, or Lemon Party, you'd probably say, no, no, no I'm not going to do well, it. Learned, well, we all learned you, Joel. You don't, if you suggest a website, we don't look it up. <laughs> well, let's run down the, the high points then. Meet Spin, Tub Girl, Goatsy, G-O-A-T-S-E, Lemon Party, and, uh, oh, what was the other one? Oh, Blue Waffle. Look those up on the internet, and uh, you can not thank me later but how long did it take people to learn not to click on any links you put into the chat when we'll when pretty we'll... quickly i would say i mean uh, i got there's a couple that didn't learn for a little while i think 
I have a reputation to uphold, or I did. I, it's maybe diminished a bit since I've mellowed out a little, but yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I've, I've always lived by the philosophy that I'll try anything twice, and um, so somebody tells me I'll, I'll check it out and uh, maybe go back a second time just to make sure I wasn't on a bad day. But um, for me, and this is not anything that's gross. This is just something that when I was in college, a friend of mine uh, said, oh, you need to go check this website out. They're like, it's so cool. And I went and checked it out. And it's it's really nothing exciting. But it's one of those things where it's kind of hypnotic. And if you watch it long enough, you just kind of fall in love with it. But it's a Zombocom. Z-O-M-B-O dot com. It has nothing to do with zombies. Nothing to do with anything scary or gross. It's just a simple site. And trust me, if you want something, it'll just kind of make you go, what what just happened? It, yeah. Z-O-M-B-O, Zombo, Zombocom. Welcome to Zombocom. Yeah, right. That's it. I had a feeling it was going to be a, a sound come through on that. And now you can testify that there's nothing gross there. It's just Zombocom. And it's been there for d- decades now, literally. Never gone anywhere. <laughs> So that is ours for random. Thank you, Maybellina. And that's the show. All right. So, tentatively speaking, who do we have on next week, Joel? Tentatively speaking, we had to move him from our 100th episode to next week, but uh, we should have the Mike on. Not Mike from 4114. He's the, the week after. The, the Mike. T H A Mike. Space. Mike. Mike. Yes. Yes, can't wait for that show. Always a good time with Mike. Let's see, he's going to give you shit again this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the way it goes. Yeah, the way it goes. Oh, but it'd be good to catch up with him, see how things are going with him. I think he only does one podcast now, doesn't he? The, the Star Wars cast, whatever it is. Uh, Full of Sith. Full of Sith, yes. Yep. Oh, we can check in on him and get his opinions on Star Wars. I don't know if that dog come through. I just said a dog barking. I was like, what was that? It wasn't mine. They're upstairs. So, all right, we got the mic. Can't wait for that. Oh, we hope anything can happen. We know how this uh, this podcasting world works and organizing our, our co-hosts. So, so, all right. You do a couple of other shows there, Joel? Oh, I do. Yeah, um, I do. First of all... The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, KPANTS, uh, which is my six-song musical mixtape with uh, music and musings that you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, PodcastCollective.com, and uh, soon to be on Google Play Podcasts, as well as other fine podcasting directories. I also do 40 Going on 14 with uh, Mike, Pat, and Josh, our Nostalgia Cast, which last week's episode, um, I'm drawing a blank on, was about geese berms. Oh my God, geese babes. And uh, this week, we are, we'll be dropping tomorrow our Sherlock Holmes episode. We're doing a full episode about a fictional character. It's the first time we've done that. So you can find that at 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, uh, Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. And also, we uh, made it official here about an hour ago that we will also be joining the Podcast Collective Network there as well. Excellent. Um, so it grows. Oh, then, yeah. Look out, people. It's growing. <laughs> it's growing quickly. Um, then uh, CreeperCast is still on hiatus, but um, we are solidifying a couple things. So I'm hoping something to be starting with that soon because I, I miss writing horror reviews. But uh, if you want to check out any of the uh, information about the show, just uh, look it up on Facebook. You can find CreeperCast on there, and the site itself is still down indefinitely. So that is the other thing I do as well as the show, and that's that's it. What do you got? Well, as always, Bad Parenting Podcast. Make sure you check those guys out. And as I say always, I'm pretty sure if you listen to this show, you listen to that show. But if you're not listening to Bad Parenting Podcast, you've got to. Justin and Jody, they are hilarious talking about either parenting issues or or just life in general, they make for a great show. And we love those guys over there, especially Justin. He's been such a great bloke to us here. So make sure you check those guys out. 
And uh, I hope for humanity, Evan, DJ, and Harry Trucker. So they either play a game of uh, uh, Cards Against Humanity, or of late they've just been doing just talking shows where they just chat, which is I find pretty enjoyable because they're a bunch of fun people. And they are also on the network that we're on, so the Podcast Collective. So we'll keep you informed about when that goes live. Uh, it's actually... <laughs> I never thought we'd be part of a, a network, and uh, it's great to be a part of the network with all the great podcasts. So, all right, if you want to contact us, coffinjocast at gmail.com. Call in a voicemail at 661-434-5956. That's 661-434-KWJO. Or like Nan did, just record it on your little recording app on your phone and email it in. Yay. Yay. Excellent. All right, Joel. So, what do we got to lead us out? Uh, well, I have to find a song in a rush. I forgot to get one ready, but I'm going to play some Frenzel Rom. It's called Mr. Charisma. So, yep, it's Frenzel. It's Frenzel time. All right, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. When he walks into the room and sit up the women's room, everybody murmurs his here. He's the most important guy, never stops to wonder why. He's always got so much to say. And he's so cool. today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.